and thank you for joining us here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. For those of you who don't know, Dr. M.H. Tab was born into God's family almost 56 years ago by the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He then served as a Christian school principal, Bible Institute teacher, administrator, and assistant pastor. In 1980, God then called Dr. Tab to establish Gulf Coast Baptist Church, where he pastored for 40 years. He continues his service now as the founder of Gulf Coast Bible Institute, preacher, and author of over 46 doctrinal books. Let us now open our Bibles together with Dr. Tab as our guide and rightly divide the word of truth here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tab. I'm going to talk about uh, music and particularly things that are wrong with church music these days. Uh, Ephesians 5 verses 18 and 21 says, Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That's not the end of the sentence. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. That is one sentence, Ephesians 5 verses 18 through 21. And they give us the characteristics of being filled with the Spirit of God. Notice, speaking in tongues or any such uh, kindergarten nonsense has nothing to do with being filled with the Spirit, but that is uh, another subject. Now, I'll zero in on verse 19 for just a moment. He says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, three different categories he gives there. He says, first of all, psalms. Now, it should be obvious what that is. God's hymn book is the book of psalms with 150 songs in it. And those were sung by Israel in temple worship and, and so forth. Um, in fact, six of those psalms were sung at uh, the Passover each season. And I uh, suspect Jesus and the disciples sung those songs as they were in the upper room there. But in particular, Psalm 118 is one of the six. And if he sung that, here's one thing it says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Turns out to be the day of his crucifixion. And, of course, he despised the shame of, of um, going to die on the cross, um, Hebrews 12, 2 says. But he uh, talks about the joy that was set before him. And because of that, he endured the cross, looking forward to the joy of it. And so uh, spiritual uh, or rather, psalms are God's uh, songs, and uh, we still sing them today as well. Then you said hymns. Uh, we could classify that as uh, sacred songs. Uh, could I say that uh, Christian classical music fits into uh, that category? Uh, classical music of the Philadelphian period, uh, 1500s, 1600s, most of those uh, songwriters were saved, and they wrote these things to glorify God, uh, like Handel's Messiah and so forth, and, and those, uh, those songs were played on the organs in cathedrals throughout uh, Europe in those days. Now, modern classical music it has nothing to do with glorifying God. In fact, it's just a racket in most cases. Then he said spiritual songs. We could say that's Christian songs in every generation. Each generation of Christian rises up and writes songs um, during their time frame. 
Uh, those songs tend to glorify God. They tend to magnify God like uh, holy, 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 uh, or a mighty fortress is our, God, is our God. Songs about God himself and songs about what God has done for us. For example, are you washed in the blood or it is well with my soul? And these kind of songs show both sides of Christians. One side of this is about God, that divine nature, and the other side is about what God has done for us. Um, Spirit-filled singing comes from the heart and it glorifies God. Uh, because the person singing believes what he is singing. Now, whatever's in your heart is going to come out your mouth. And if you don't believe those things, then you will not sing it in a spirit-filled uh, fashion, and it won't glorify God. You can't glorify God if you're not filled with the Spirit anyway. The flesh doesn't glorify God. The world doesn't glorify God. The devil doesn't glorify God. Could I say that contemporary Christian, so-called Christian music, has to do with the flesh and not with the Spirit? And uh, contemporary church services have to do with the flesh, uh, feel-good type of thing. Real Christian music always reveals our dual nature. We are Adamic, and at the same time, we are divine. Second Peter 1, 4 talks about being partakers of the divine nature, and that's with Adam's nature still inside of us. Uh, and so when you sing, for example, uh, There's No Other Way But the Cross, you have to finish that with, then I bid farewell to the way of the world. You see, dealing with our two sides, the divine side and the worldly side, the Adamic side. Or you might sing, beneath the cross of Jesus, I fain would take my stand. Then you've got to follow that with, uh, content to let the world go by. Or, my Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. Then for thee, all the follies of sin, I resign. You see, real Christian music deals with both of our natures. It deals with God uh, as our Savior and what He did for us because we were full of sin. Uh, let me just say this. A positive Christianity without a negative counterpart is satanic. It's of the devil. Everything God does is balance. Uh, there can be no such thing as heaven unless there's a hell. There's no love unless there's hatred. Modern Christian songs are not balanced. They dis, uh, they're designed to, uh, to make the flesh feel good about itself. And God never intended our flesh to feel good. He intended for our flesh to feel rotten so that we would get right uh, with him. Satan says, you shall be as gods. Well, that's what modern uh, music tries to make out of professing Christians. All right, let's uh, delve a little bit into Laodicean music uh, for a few minutes. And like I said, it may require uh, a couple of sessions. I'll know by the time a little bit of time goes by here. Let me read a few verses from Amos chapter 6 to kind of get uh, a starting point here. In verse 5 of that chapter well, he says in verse 1, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Could we bring that forward and say, Woe to them that are sitting around doing nothing in the church. In verse 5, he says, uh, These people chant to the sound of the vial and invent to themselves instruments of music like uh, David. A vial is, according to Josephus, a 12-string lyre, L-Y-R-E, uh, sort of a small harp. Uh, he says, make instruments of music like David. We'll talk about that a little bit later. He mentions, uh, mentions David's instruments of music in Second Chronicles. 
then in verse uh, 6 of Amos, he says, uh, these same people that drink wine in bowls and anoint themselves with the chief ointments, but they are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Verse 7, therefore, now shall they go captive with the first that go captive, and the banquet of them that stretch themselves shall be removed. Uh, in other words, he's bringing this up to a place of judgment. So God says in verse 8, the Lord God hath sworn by himself, saith the Lord, uh, the God of hosts, I abhor the excellency of Jacob and hate his palaces. Therefore, will I deliver up the, the city with all that is therein. Going to bring judgment because they chant to the sound of the vials, invent to themselves instruments of music. Therefore, they shall go into captivity, as he said. Now, in Amos chapter 5, verses 21 to 23, we read this. God says, I hate, I despise your feast days, and I will not smell in your solemn assemblies though you offer me burnt offerings and your meat offerings I will not accept them neither will I regard the peace offerings of your fat beast take thou away from me the noise of thy songs notice he calls it noise for I will not hear the melody of, melody of thy vials I'll tell you if we're not careful Christians uh, we'll find Christian rock sneaking into our church services and our camp meetings and so forth, we'll find ourselves lukewarm in this matter of music uh, toward the Lord. And the problem is, Laodicean Christians have no discernment about anything, including uh, music. Now, let me just uh, take a few minutes here and talk about the fact that music was created to induce worship. Did you hear me? Music was created by God to induce worship. And through music, we either worship God, or we worship Satan. And keep in mind that before he was dethroned, uh, Satan was, uh, Lucifer was heaven's choir leader. Let me say, uh, God created music to worship God himself. Second Chronicles 34 verse 12 says, And the men did work faithfully, and the overseers of them, and other of the Levites, all that could skill of instruments of music. And then, let me just say in passing kind of one of my pet peeves i don't like it when somebody's unskilled in music gets up to do specials in church or play an instrument and make a royal mess out of it christians ought to practice and be ready for what what uh, they're called on to do in their churches have some skill about it second chronicles 5 verse 13 it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were uh, as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the lord and when they lifted up up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying for he is good for his mercy endureth forever that then now listen when they lifted up their voice to sing and praise God and thank God then the house was filled with a cloud even the house of the Lord and just like it got filled in Acts chapter 2 uh, so here in 2nd Chronicles when they're singing to God they're glorifying God the house gets filled with his presence and don't you know it, the same thing happens happens in a church when spirit-filled singing takes place. God comes down to, to uh, bless the, the situation, just like he did with Paul and Silas in jail there. And in Acts chapter 16, they started singing, and God came down and got them out of prison. Now, 2 Chronicles 7, verse 6, it says, The priest waited on their offices, the Levites also with instruments of music of the Lord instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had seen, just like he, we read in Amos uh, chapter 6 
in verse 5 that David the king uh, had made, rather not seen, had made, uh, to praise the Lord because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry and the priest sounded trumpets before them and all Israel stood. He praised by the ministry of the of the Levites there on their instruments of music. You realize a piano can be used to praise God or it can be used to glorify the devil. Uh, in Second Chronicles 23, verse 13, we read this. He says, Behold, the king stood at his pillar at the entering in, and the princes and the trumpets by the king, and all the people of the land rejoiced and sounded with trumpets, also the singers with instruments of music and such as taught to sing praise. Taught to sing praise. Second Samuel 6 verse 5 says, David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and psalteries, and on timbrels and on cornets and on cymbals. They played on instruments to praise the Lord. So much for those denominations that don't think you should use instruments in church. First Chronicles 13 verse 8, <clears throat> And David and all Israel played before the Lord with all their might and with singing and with harps and with psalteries and with timbrels and with cymbals and with trumpets. Over and over read things like this in the Word of God, singing to praise God. First Chronicles uh, 15 verse 16, David spake to the chief of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers with instruments of music, psalteries and harps and cymbals, sounding and lifting up the voice uh, with joy. And by the way, a piano is nothing more than a, uh, a big harp, multiple strings there. Uh, let me just say this in passing. Applause is done for performance, for entertainment, uh, and the emphasis on the singer or the player. But for things that uh, dealing with worship, amen or hallelujah, things like that have to do with ministry. I think we need to be careful about applauding what Christians are doing and make sure uh, it's being done uh, properly and for the right reason and so forth. Now, let me turn this coin over. Not only was music created to induce worship, and primarily and, well, absolutely, it was invented by God to, to bring worship to God, but it also induces worship of Satan. Let me just read you a few verses about that. Daniel 3, verses 5 through 6 says that at the time, this is Nebuchadnezzar and his image, he wanted everybody to worship. He said, at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, and let me say cornet in the Bible is, is different from, from what I can study about the history of instruments, different from what we call a cornet, trumpet-like instrument today. It's, it was more like a clarinet, had seven holes in it. But uh, the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, sack which is a forerunner to trombone, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, said when you hear that, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso fall not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast in the midst of the fiery, a burning fiery furnace. Just like I said, it's always it had to do with worship. Daniel 3, verse 7, Therefore at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psalter, and all kinds of music, all the people, that, the nations and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. 
in all these verses, we see many of the same instruments being used to worship God, being used to worship Satan. But Laodiceans, like I said, Laodicean Christians, they, they don't know the difference. And that's why churches today are gearing up with traditional and contemporary services. They, they just Laodicea and they don't know uh, the difference in it. Uh, a lot of rock stars admit to worshiping as Satan. Kiss, K-I-S-S, back in the 70s and so on when they were around, they would sometimes give an invitation to the kids going berserk at their concerts to come down and give themselves to uh, Satan. Uh, John Lennon, he used to obscenities in some of his music and and uh, sung about worshiping our Lord uh, Satan and so forth. David Bowie and all those characters, they, they were devil worshipers and brought it out in their music. Daniel 3 verse 10 says, Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the trumpet, uh, I'm sorry, the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, six instruments, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And let me say just in passing, that image was not uh, a statue of a man. That'd be ridiculous. You think about it. It was uh, 60 cubits by 6 cubits. That thing was uh, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. And if you study obelisk, you'll see that's their dimensions. Uh, the base is one-tenth the height. For example, the Washington Monument Monument's 555 feet high. It's 55 feet wide at the base. So that was an obelisk, a uh, 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 Egyptian type of worship thing, and, and it was... Uh, immoral. I'm not going to get further on that than what I just uh, said those, about those obelisks. Uh, Daniel 3, verse 15. He says, Now if you be ready, at what, that at what time uh, you hear the sound of the cornet and flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God? Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Well, the three Hebrews found out it was it was their God that delivered them out of that uh, burning fiery furnace. And let me point out that uh, Nebuchadnezzar said the image which I have made. You might read Psalm 115 verses 4 through 8 in regard to people making images and they're fools like kind of what they they have made. So what this boils down to uh, with Nebuchadnezzar's image is, is devil worship. And the pictures, if you won't worship it, you're going to be cast in the furnace. That pictures people being cast in into hell. Now, let me, let me say this. Uh, the reason country and western music depresses people, and much of it does, is because they're worshiping the wrong God. Uh, rock, of course, is filled with rock music, with um, drugs and immorality and suicide, all that kind of stuff. Worshiping the wrong God. Now, I'm going to, like I said, to start with, I may have to do another session. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to stop this one, uh, not have too much for somebody to listen to at one time, go to sleep on it. But I'm going to do a follow-up on this as to what the real problem is concerning Laodicean music, but I hope you get the point now that music has to do with worship, and you're either worshiping God or you're worshiping Satan uh, when you're singing and playing and so on and so forth. All right, you have a good day. I'll come back with a second part.